Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Mrs. Mummy PhD podcast. I am your host, Dr. Michelle Gibbs, and I am passionate about helping scholarly mamas like you navigate your journeys with purpose so you can achieve your life and academic goals without sacrificing what matters. The reality is that scholarly mama life is multidimensional. We're scholars, yes, but we're also mothers, wives, and so much more with whole lives outside of academia. So how do we successfully navigate all this? Well, first, we need the space to embrace this unique blend. Only then can we begin the important work of becoming purposefully whole. And part of my own purposeful work is to create a space for us as scholarly mamas to grow, to reflect, and to become everything that we were meant to be. So, mama, are you in? Fabulous. Let's begin. These are our journeys of becoming. Why am I creating the Scholarly Mamas Collective? In this episode, I want to take a few steps back and kind of share a little bit of background that led me to want to create this purposeful collective of Scholarly Mamas. If you're listening for the first time, welcome to the podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to empower and inspire mamas who are doing PhDs to pursue and achieve their academic goals without sacrificing what matters. Oh, and before I forget, just in case you have not had a chance to leave us a review as yet, I'd love if you can take one to two minutes, it shouldn't take very long to just leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you usually listen to your podcasts. I would really appreciate that. It helps to promote the show. It helps for the show to reach other people, other mamas doing PhDs, so that they too can be inspired and encouraged along on their journey. So if you wouldn't mind just leaving a brief review at the end of this episode, I would really, really appreciate that. So let's get into the episode. First of all, you might be wondering what on earth is she talking about? I am talking about our brand new online collective for mamas doing PhDs. And if you want to know more about Scholarly Mamas, please do head over to scholarlymamas.com. You can find out all of the background and information about Scholarly Mamas and what will be offered as a part of Scholarly Mamas. You can get all of that information from scholarlymamas.com. But for this particular podcast episode, I just wanted to kind of give you a little bit of background to this because I think that would be really helpful for you to understand the context. Where am I actually coming from with all of this and why have I decided to create this Scholarly Mamas Collective? You'll also be able to see our pricing options and trust me, you do not want to miss out on being a part of Scholarly Mamas, our door is open on the 1st of January 2024 and you absolutely want to start 2024 off inside of Scholarly Mamas. So the purpose of this episode is really just to give you a little bit of background and to help you understand why I've chosen to create this collective, which 
obviously is a working progress and I am reflecting all the time on how I can make sure that it does what it's intended to do and it really helps mamas to feel like they are a part of a supportive community they're not alone on this journey and that they can make a unique and impactful contribution to to the world and and you know within their sphere of influence and so i thought it would be helpful to kind of give a little bit of context to why I'm creating the Scholarly Mamas Collective. And so for those of you who do not know me, I grew up in Barbados. Um, I'm based in the UK, but I grew up in Barbados and I'm married to my high school sweetheart turned husband for over 17 years now. And together we have three boys or three sunshines, as I sometimes call them. My PhD is in nutritional sciences, but I'm also a purposeful scholarly mama who knows the juggle struggle all too well. Clearly, I've spent way too much time in higher education because five degrees later, including my PhD, (laughs) during which I actually had two of our three sons, I've come to know the juggle struggle of blending academic pursuits with raising little ones very, very well. I understand it because it was actually my reality for quite a few years. If you haven't listened to this podcast before, I would suggest that you go back and listen to some of the episodes, particularly the ones where I talk about my PhD journey. I talk about how it felt to submit my thesis after eight years, eight plus years actually, and also how it felt to, you know, to finally reach the finish line of my PhD. I did all of that while raising my kids and and building a life with my husband. So that's just for some background context. But one of the things that I reflect on a lot is, you know, during the course of my PhD, I realized that I needed to make some changes if I wanted to change my narrative. Now, for those of you who know me in real life, you know that I am very focused. I'm a very um, studious person. I love learning, but I take my academic pursuits very seriously. And, you know, growing up with that kind of um, personality, I guess, or characteristics and, and, and interest, I worked really hard and I did very well. And in terms of academic performance, I was always top of class, always, you know, getting all the awards and scholarships and and all that good stuff. But when I embarked on my PhD, and obviously I started my PhD as a mum of one, I finished my PhD as a mum of three. Um, But when I started my PhD, I kind of realized that the old definition of success that I had was no longer suitable, appropriate, serving me, whatever you want to call it. It just didn't apply anymore. And I had to really reevaluate what mattered to me, what um, what I consider to be success for myself. And also when I looked around at other people who were pursuing PhDs or, you know, working in academia, I struggled to see people who really displayed those characteristics that I wanted to emulate, who who were living lives that that I admired, I guess. I admired and that I, you know, I really wanted to kind of be that. I mean, there were a couple people who were mentors to me that that did do that for me. And I'm so grateful for those individuals. 
but those were a minority. Those were a minority. And I kind of, you know, realized that I couldn't become what I couldn't see. And therefore I had to become what I was purposed to be. And I knew within myself that there was a bigger picture for me at all times, you know, guiding me through my PhD. And I just knew that there was more to this. There was more to to all that I could become. And it wasn't solely based on academic success. And so as the pandemic ensued, I was forced to take an interruption from my PhD journey for a bit. And I began to reflect on how I could embark on my purposeful work, as I refer to it. And this was something that was placed on my heart many, many years before. And I just never had the courage to actually act upon it. But once I was thrusted into homeschooling our boys, which I was totally unprepared for, um, while pregnant in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, this made me realize that the only time I had was now. The only time I had was now. Because I think as we find ourselves on these various academic journeys, we can sometimes become very future based. Like we kind of, even if we acknowledge this or not, we kind of, you know, we put things off and we say, oh, we'll do that once we've finished or, you know, PhD, finish whatever we're working on. And it's always kind of when I get to that thing, when I, you know, I'll get to that thing when I'm finished this thing, I'll get to that thing when I've, you know, achieved my goals, my academic goals. And when the pandemic ensued, I kind of realized the only time I really had was now. That's the only time we all have now. And that's why we call it the present, right? Because it's a gift. The only thing we have is the present, the gift of the present. Not to say we don't plan for the future. We do, but we live in the present. We cannot live so much in the future that we're not living in the present. And so there was no way you know, with that new mindset that I was going to delay my purposeful work any further. And I felt called to do this work, especially for scholarly mamas, because I knew how difficult and isolating my own PhD journey was as a mama. And as someone close to me asked me once, they said, if not you, Michelle... Hey, I just wanted to take this moment to thank you for tuning in. Have you ever wondered what your purposeful scholarly mama trait is? Do you know we each have one of these? If you want to feel less overwhelmed and more fulfilled as a PhD mother, but you're unsure about where to begin, my three-minute quiz will help you to discover your purposeful scholarly mama trait. On top of that, I'm going to give you my top tips for setting goals that align with your unique strengths so that you can journey with purpose. Mama, if you're in, let's begin. Head over to mrsmummyphd.com and take the three-minute quiz today. You can find the link in the show notes. Now, back to the podcast. Then who? If not you, then who? And so I launched my blog, Mrs. Mummy PhD. I also wrote my children's book series, which is um, called Doodle Dozen. You can check that out at doodledozen.com. And I began my purposeful work. I began to embrace my journeys of becoming all of who I was called to be. 
And while I was working incredibly hard on completing my PhD and really, you know, making a significant contribution to my field of study, I also recognized that I had other dimensions of myself and I had so much more to give this world. And I wanted to not have any regrets about doing that. And I wanted to embrace all of myself. I wanted to embrace all that I was capable of becoming, but also in a purposeful way, you know, and enhancing the lives of other people while also enjoying the life that I have been blessed with, enjoying the gifts that I've been given. And my belief was that I didn't have to sacrifice those things in order to achieve my academic goals, in order to achieve the goal of completing my PhD. And so with all of that, I decided that I wanted to bring together mamas just like me who were trying to navigate PhD life and real life at home, but in a way that didn't cost them the people and the things that they loved. And so I embarked on my purposeful work, you know, trying to help mamas navigate the complex journey that is a PhD motherhood experience and to do so successfully so that they can achieve their scholarly goals without sacrificing the unfortunate stuff like family life or spending time learning and loving themselves. And so that's where I came up with the idea of scholarly mamas and that was a branch of the, the, the idea of Mrs. Mummy PhD altogether. But bringing that community together was so, so important to me because that's the one thing that I felt I didn't have in my PhD. I really, really wanted to create what I didn't have. But, you know, every time we are about to embark on something purposeful, there's always the kind of limiting beliefs and the the things that, you know, hold us back from taking that leap of faith. And so, you know, as I struggle to find many examples of others who were doing this successfully, I felt like I was forced to choose between my academic goals and my family. And no one ever said that to me, but there was this kind of like, you know, expectation that you just keep pushing, keep pushing, devote your entire existence to your scholarly legacy. And so, you know, there didn't feel to be lots of room for pursuing other things or, you know, just really embracing the purposeful work you're called to do. And so for me, it began with changing my perspective and my personal definition of success because I grew up in Barbados and I grew up in a culture where education is a core value, almost like, you know, it's a one way ticket to a better life. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, one of my biggest values is education. I love learning. There's so much potential in education in our children being educated well in us as women and mothers being well educated as well so it is a core value for me but the 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 challenge comes in when the obsession with its pursuit takes over when that overshadows the things and the people that we love and we care about and so we spend less and less time and energy on those things or if we do we do so with so much guilt and I think that that's 
where it really becomes problematic in scholarly motherhood, where we are no longer able to enjoy the things, the people we love and care about and the things that matter to us because we are obsessed with keeping up with unrealistic expectations, unrealistic goals, which in reality are just a small part of a much larger and more complex journey of scholarly motherhood. And so I just wanted to circle back to my early years, um, recognizing that early scholarly potential within myself and that desire to, you know, constantly learn, constantly excel, you know, it all started to make sense to me. Coupled with being bright, as I said earlier, it was like a no-brainer, right? You excel at it and you keep moving forward in that vein. But by the time you find yourself at PhD level, that often coincides with starting a family for those who choose to start a family. And then you're faced with this choice. So starting my PhD already as a mom of one, then becoming a mom of two, and later becoming a mom of three, I knew that I was not prepared to compromise on the family life that I loved and, you know, just being present for my kids and for myself. And so I decided to go about it the purposeful way, which admittedly it took me longer, but it was so worth it because now that I'm finished my PhD, I am not saying, oh, you know, now I can get back to my kids or get back to my life or get back to my family. Because all throughout my PhD, they were a priority to me. They were part of my you know, non-negotiables. And of course, things like looking after myself and doing things that make me happy. But my family was a huge part of that. And so those were part of the many sacrifices that I wasn't willing to make. I absolutely enjoyed pursuing my PhD and contributing to knowledge in my field, but I didn't want to do that at the expense of the people and the things that mattered to me. And for me, my family was a huge part of that. Because here's the thing, as a mama, all those years that you are pursuing your PhD, your kids are growing up. Your loved ones are getting older. You yourself are getting older, right? Life is happening all around you. And can you really afford to put life on hold for all those years? Maybe some people can, but that was not my desire. So I chose the purposeful route. While I did my PhD part-time without working on the weekends, without giving up family time and knowing that my why was always top of mind. That was how I went about my PhD and I got very, very clear on what I needed to do to make this work and became very strategic about how I went about it. And now I can look back without regrets. I can look back and I know that I did it my way. And I, you know, it's so funny because I was having a conversation with someone recently who is very dear to me and had a front row seat to my PhD journey. And that person said to me, 
you know, Michelle, you really did find a good balance and you should be incredibly proud of yourself. And for me, it's not so much about balance because I think I've kind of shifted my personal conceptualization of what that means. But for me, you know, knowing that they acknowledged and recognized the value of my purposeful blend, the value of how I went about my PhD journey as a mama, it really meant so much to me because finally it felt like people got it, like they got why I did it the way I did, why I made the sacrifices that I did. And for me, that that meant everything to hear that. And, you know, this is not about external validation because I'm very confident and I'm very proud of the way that I went about my journey. But I think just hearing that made me realize that it was evident. It was evident that this worked. It was evident that it allowed me to pursue a dream and still enjoy my life. So I guess I just wanted to share that bit of background and to let you guys know that this is the purpose of the Scholarly Mamas Collective. The Scholarly Mamas Collective is being created because I want to create that safe space for mamas who are also doing PhDs to feel like they belong somewhere, to feel like they're not alone on this journey, to feel like, you know, there's a space where they are not the exception, but the rule. You know, being a scholarly mama, you will be part of a community of mothers doing PhDs who really understand what this journey is really like. And more so, you know, in combining courses, community and coaching, we can support each other. We can support each other on this journey and we can give you all of the strategies and tools to help you navigate this journey purposefully so that you can actually achieve your goal and that you can do so without putting things on hold that you'd rather not put on hold. It's not without sacrifice because I've told you about all of the sacrifices that I've had to make. And maybe I'll actually create another episode on all of those sacrifices. Um, But yeah, it's just really a space, a purposeful space for mothers who are pursuing PhDs. Or should I say a purposeful space for mothers who happen to be on a doctoral journey as well. And who want to acknowledge their unique contributions to this world, who want to feel celebrated, who want to be empowered to become everything that they were meant to be, both within their PhD, but also beyond their PhDs. And so, yeah, I look forward to welcoming you inside of Scholarly Mamas. Um, Our doors will open on the 1st of January. And you're welcome to become a part of something absolutely amazing. What I would say is it's definitely worth jumping on the wait list so that you can stay inside of the loop and also so that you can get a little bit more background, I guess, um, to why this is coming about, who it's for and all of the details when our doors open. So that's it for this episode. I really look forward to seeing you inside of Scholarly Mamas. And until next time, Mama, as always, I'm sending you lots of love and lots of gratitude. Take care. Bye-bye. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to the Mrs. Mummy PhD podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you did and you want in on this movement, why not head over to MrsMummyPhD.com? You can join the waitlist for our exclusive community of smart, purposeful, scholarly mamas. We'd love to see you on the inside. Remember, mama, these are our journeys of becoming. <laughs>